His brown eyes looked from one to the other, enjoying the children's excitement. Timmy shared in it, as he shared in everything. But the person he loved most, of course, was his mistress, George. She had had him since he was a small puppy. She took him to school with her each term, for she and Anne went to a boarding school that allowed pets. Otherwise, George would most certainly have refused to go. They set off to Kirin in the pony trap. It was very windy and cold, and the children shivered and pulled their coats tightly round them. It's awfully cold, said Anne, her teeth beginning to chatter. Colder than in the winter. It's the wind, said her aunt, and tucked a rug round her. It's been getting very strong the last day or two. The fishermen have pulled their boats high up the beach for fear of a big storm. The children saw the boats pulled right up as they passed the beach where they had bathed so often. They did not feel like bathing now. It made them shiver even to think of it. The wind howled over the sea. Great scudding clouds raced overhead. The waves pounded on the beach and made a terrific noise. It excited Timmy, who began to bark. Be quiet, Tim, said George, patting him. You will have to learn to be a good, quiet dog now we are home again, or father will be cross with you. Is father very busy, mother? Very, said her mother. But he's going to do very little work now you are coming home. He thought he would like to go for walks with you or go out in the boat if the weather calms down. The children looked at one another. Uncle Quentin was not the best of companions. He had no sense of humour, and when the children went off into fits of laughter, as they did twenty times a day or more, he could not see the joke at all. It looks as if these halls won't be quite so jolly if Uncle Quentin parks himself on us most of the time, said Dick in a low voice to Julian. Shh, said Julian, afraid that his aunt would hear and be hurt. George frowned. Oh, mother, father will be bored stiff if he comes with us. And we'll be bored too. George was very outspoken and could never learn to keep a guard on her tongue. Her mother sighed. Don't talk like that, dear. I dare say your father will get tired of going with you after a bit, but it does him good to have a bit of young life about him. Here we are, said Julian, as the trap stopped outside an old house. Kirin Cottage. My word, how the wind is howling round it, Aunt Fanny. Yes, it made a terrible noise last night, said his aunt. You take the trap round to the back, Julian, when we've got the things out. Oh, here's your uncle to help. Uncle Quentin came out, a tall, clever-looking man with rather frowning eyebrows. He smiled at the children and kissed George and Anne. Welcome to Kirin Cottage, he said. I'm quite glad your mother and father are away, Anne, because now we shall have you all here once again. Soon they were sitting round the table, eating a big tea. Aunt Fanny always got ready a fine meal for their first one, for she knew they were very hungry after their long journey on the train. Even George was satisfied at last and leaned back in her chair, wishing she could manage just one more of her mother's delicious new-made buns. Timmy sat close to her. He was not supposed to be fed at mealtimes, but it was really surprising how many titbits found their way to him under the table. 
The wind howled round the house. The windows rattled, the doors shook, and the mats lifted themselves up and down as the draught got under them. They look as if they've got snakes wriggling underneath them, said Anne. Timmy watched them and growled. He was a clever dog, but he did not know why the mats wriggled in such a strange way. I hope the wind will die down tonight, said Aunt Fanny. It kept me awake last night. Julian, dear, you look rather thin. Have you been working hard? I must fatten you up. The children laughed. <laughs> Just what we thought you'd say, Mother, said George. Goodness, what's that? They all sat still, startled. There was a loud bumping noise on the roof, and Timmy put up his ears and growled fiercely. <gasps> a tile off the roof, said Uncle Quentin. How tiresome. We shall have to get the loose tiles seen to, Fanny, when the storm is over.